is up, parents? Happy Teenager Tuesday, Tuesday! which is our parenting podcast. If this yes. is your first time, welcome. Welcome. You're about to learn so much, maybe, hopefully. Hopefully you goal. do. Yeah. Uh, my name is Elijah Keck. I'm the student pastor at the McKinney campus. And my name is Tisha Solomon. I'm the student pastor at the Frisco East campus. We're so glad, like you said, Elijah, that everyone's joining mm. us today. Today, we wanted to talk to specifically our middle school parents about just tips on parenting your middle schoolers. We think we have, you know, a few tips that we've shared over the years, and they've been helpful to some parents. So we thought, let's just share them with everyone. Yeah. Uh, I'll start. We're, it's actually going to be a two-part uh, yes. thing. So two-part we're gonna do series. five today. And then five, I think, next week. So make yeah. sure you're back for that. Stay tuned. Um, number one, set expectations, not rules. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty self-explanatory. Of instead of you know instead of saying, hey, these are the commandments in our house. Yeah. If you break these rules, this. But set expectations on how they should be, and not like, hey, if you break this, like, this is the person I want you to be, not the person I don't want you to be. Right. Which I think is a great a great first step into into yeah. parenting. Um, and. I love this that you know their expectations should be that by the time that they're seniors that they don't have rules right yeah. like they are that they are mature enough and that they are reaching the expectations right. that you're setting for them that they don't have rules that is like if I break this I'm in trouble right no no yeah we're expecting you to be mature expecting you to be right. Uh, living up to that standard. Yeah, and as a parent, we're trying to give them the tools they need yeah. to become that. Yeah. you know, which is great. So and it, and it builds responsibility of saying like, hey, this is this is obviously where I expect you to yeah. be. And I think expectations, you know, those kind of go hand in hand. Expectations and rules. Yeah. But it's it's not like if you break a rule, it's like oh, I can just keep breaking a rule. But expectations are like, hey, this is this is what we as parents, this is who we want you to be. Yeah, that's and so good. Expectations that that we yeah, have. Yeah, to and help you to get there. And obviously, they're gonna they're gonna break some of those expectations. Yeah. And so we're knowing that, hey, along the way, they are not gonna meet yeah. expectations, but they're gonna they're gonna push themselves to meet expectations yeah. on. And then we as parents come alongside when they break those expectations and say, here's some tools that have helped us over the years. We think they could help you. Why don't we give it a shot? Like that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love it. Another one, number two. Dun, dun, dun. The dreaded devices. Middle school parents are always asking us as pastors, like, what about devices? What are some rules, expectations that should be set in our home about devices? Listen, we think it's different for everybody. We really do. But here's what I know is that on our phones, on a teenager's phone, they can get a lot of information really, really quickly. So there should be boundaries set no matter what. And so um, different people believe different things. And I think that that's okay. But like for me in my house, house. I have two 10th graders and an 8th grader. Um, we've invested in Bark. Um, it is a device that lets us know if it looks like our kids are looking at anything nefarious or anything crazy. Now, we have learned over the years, too, that it doesn't work, like, exactly correctly. Um, if someone were to Google something um, in on, like, Google on our device, it doesn't pick up images. And so we've made it our responsibility to go on and to check devices. That's what we do in our home. When we hand them over to our kids, we say, hey, these are actually our phones, but we're letting you use them. And so we have a a parent uh, cell phone, a parent slash student cell phone contract that we have online. Um, that you can go on and have your student walk through it with your student, have them sign it. So they know the expectation of them having this very, like this really, really important thing. You know, um, another thing we don't let our students in their rooms with their device. 
it's something we've chosen to do as a family. Yeah. Um, and it's worked for us really well because then we know what they're doing on their device at all times, really, or we have the option of finding out. Yeah, and I think it also helps. That helps with nighttime in terms of, you know, temptations, yeah. but also more than that, like sleep. Like, yeah. when, like I, I can be like this on my phone where, like, my wife is be like, hey, stop watching Instagram. Stop, right. you know, stop scrolling Facebook. Go to bed. And I'm yeah. like, you're so right. What am Why I doing? Am I so yeah. I think that could really help with that if your child's having a hard time, like, yeah. actually getting sleep or doing homework or whatever yeah. it looks like. So. Absolutely. And something that Will does, Pastor Will, is um, at times he'll turn his cell phone when he feels like he's struggling with being on it too much. Like, he'll turn it black and white. And he says for him what that's done is it's just made it so it's not as, like, alluring to him to get on it all the time and to check on it and all the things. So yeah. um, I don't know what to tell you and what to do for rules in your home, um, but these are just some tips that we've uh, seen that have worked. And I know, too, that um, everyone's trying to figure this whole device thing out because I know it was not like this when I was a kid so you're doing a great job I'm sure and if you want to talk more about it we're always here for you yes that's right all right number three we're moving here um there's a big one it is about the sex talk um this idea of don't have one sex talk like yeah you know the classic kids sit down I gotta teach you about sex gotta tell you something or like even like a parent dreading the conversation yeah because when you dread the conversation then you're kids dread the conversation and then they don't want to have that conversation with you and so making it an open dialogue discussion about sex and uh, like you don't have to talk about the nitty gritty and for sure this the details they don't want to hear about that from you plus listen all the time your kids if they're a sixth grader they've already talked about sex they've heard it from somebody they know about it yeah it's not like you are keeping this big secret from them. So, like, right. be a part of that discussion instead of, like, just being like, why are you talking about that? Like, you be the lead in that discussion. Yeah. Um, and, and even pose questions to them about what, where they're at and what they know um, just to have a better understanding of, of kind of what they're going through. Absolutely. Um, a big thing with uh, with sex is, um, is keeping it the consequences for sex um, light. Yeah. Like, they are dealing with – I'm trying to remember the book um, – I don't even know if it says it on here, but there's this quote. There's it talks about this where um, they will face natural consequences yeah. for poor sexual decisions, anyways. Yeah. So our job needs to be right. to love them and yeah. care for them. And if they those come things. to you and say, "I'm struggling with this," tell them like, "Hey, yeah. we're not going to give you consequences because you're struggling with something. We're going to walk through it and we're going to help you through it. But when we find something out that maybe you've been keeping a secret, that's maybe where the consequences come in. So that yeah. you're building a trust with your kids and also keeping them from feeling shame from yeah. something that maybe they didn't have any control over, or maybe something that they really regret and they really want to talk to you about it." And they just don't feel like there's an open door because they're yeah. scared of what you're going to say, what yeah. you're going to do. Shame, shame can yeah. lead to being scared of what your parents are going to say or think. And um, that's why if you start the dis- this discussion now as a sixth grader uh, or even as a middle schooler, yeah. um, you know, when that time comes, if, there's, if it does come in, 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 in high school or college and, you know, they're scared to talk to you, they'll be a little bit more willing to, to open that dialogue yeah. with you and say, hey, we talked about this in the past. Yeah. This came up. And yeah. then that gives you an opportunity to love them through Absolutely. what they're going through. And, what and I will through. say, too, as I mean, I have two 10th graders and eighth grader. I've talked about sex with my kids a lot of times. And this is what I've told them. Your friends probably, and I've told them them this since fifth grade and sixth grade, because um, at the time this was true, but your kids, your friends probably are not having sex. 
And I am. I'm being really honest with you. And so I know about sex. I know the things that happen when you have sex. Like, I know all of that. And so I want to talk to you about it. If you need someone to talk to you about it, if you want to walk through it. And then it opens a dialogue for, like, different questions. A few years ago or a year and a half ago, my daughter asked me, you know, some very important questions like, what did I think about masturbation? What, like different things like that, that if she didn't ask me, she would have asked somebody. And since I have a biblical perspective uh, and a godly perspective, I was so thankful that she came to me with that and not someone else. So um, keep that dialogue going. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Number four, family FaceTime. Listen, I know everybody who's listening knows this. They know about it. This is just a quick reminder. Yeah. Have device-free meals so that you're talking to your kids. Um, also there's nothing that drives me crazier than when I'm in the car and I'm driving and I can't be on my device and all my kids are on their devices and I'm like, hello, someone talk to me. Tell me how your day was. What's going on with you? Like my kids know, oh my goodness. Okay. Get off the phone so that I can talk to mom. Have those times plan intentional things like going on a hike playing family games um like these are so important that you do so that there's connection with your kid family facetime so important yeah and so we actually have another part coming out um i think it's next week so make sure or or so we got that but stay tuned for that Uh, we have five more to get to for you guys so remember you can do this you are not alone god is with you and so are we see you next time (laughs) 